Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to another broadcast of The Unexplained World with your host, Edward Shanahan, a paranormal, spiritual observer, and psychic reader, along with Annette, a high priestess and psychic reader. The Unexplained World is a broadcast where the border between the natural and supernatural may become nothing more than fuzzy, so enjoy. Listeners, welcome to the October 19th broadcast of The Unexplained World with your host, Ed Shanahan. It's me and Annette. Hello, Annette. Hello, Ed. How are you tonight? I'm doing super. Happy uh, happy Friday. Happy Friday. Going to be Saturday. Thank you. We all look forward to it. (laughs) Yeah, and you're going to be super busy tomorrow. Yes, I am. Yes, you are. Um. And we wanted to do this broadcast. I uh, teased Annette into doing it, even though she's going to be super busy tomorrow, uh, because one of the top topics will be the history of Halloween. And a high priestess slash witch cannot, it's almost sacrilegious to say no, okay, to be asked to, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I pass up the opportunity to share. That's right. <laughs> yeah, to refuse. Um, we also, I would like to get into a little bit, a nice article I came across on that, that people will, I think will find interesting, and you will find this interesting. I found it very interesting. Um, envy and jealousy, where envy is actually good, okay? It's not long, so we won't be taking up everybody's time. And, um, before I get, we get into any of that, um, I'd like to say tomorrow night we're going to be having a, a paranormal night at the Boys and Girls Club in Chicago, the big 44,000 square foot. It's been filled as far as requests for two months now. Um, we're going to have, we're bringing out the big guns. Besides me, we're going to have um, Nicole, who's a spirit feeler, with Michelle. We're also bringing a, a psychic feeler. Medium and also from uh, Central Illinois. Her name is Michelle. We're going to be working together more or less, especially during the circle of energy. And um, the trade-off is i got to go out there in Central Illinois on New Year's Eve. So to a haunted location. And now we're going to have Tony and um, Stacy, the mother-daughter team. Larissa, if anybody's gone to the Unexplained World channel on YouTube. You can see three episodes of Larissa working um, the spirit board, Victorian spirit board. Also, who else? Um, 
Oh, Ursula Bielsi's going to be there assisting. And we're also going to have two people, Sergio and Jason, filming tonight. And <clears throat> a good crowd, very good crowd for this night. And the night will end with a circle of energy. Uh, the other thing is a special announcement that I'm very happy about. And that knows I've been trying this for a couple of years now. I will be doing readings at um, a spiritualist church called the Church of the Spirit at, two, at 2651 North Central Park Avenue in Chicago. It's going to be October 27th, a Saturday. It's going to be Spirit Fest uh, that they're going to be hosting there. It's pretty good. It's a fundraiser for the place. It's $2 a minute for the readings in 10 or 15-minute blocks. Uh, I will be doing the psychometry and also uh, tapping into items of loved ones as people bring them, or even, as I've been doing lately, tapping into the spirit of loved ones if without no items. Uh, that'd be from 12 o'clock to, to 4 p.m. on October 27th. Um, go to my Facebook page, edwardshanahan.com. I'm the one in, or Edward Shanahan. On Facebook, I'm the one in Burbank, Illinois. I have to make this announcement just because it's so cool. The Valentine's Boys and Girls Club in Chicago, 3400 South Emerald. It's basically a block east of Halsted on 34th Street, um, the Bridgeport area, Mayor Daly's neighborhood, um, the Daly's. It's going to be the Basement of Horrors, one night only, Tuesday, October 30th. And Annette, the nice thing about it, for adults 18 years and older, it's only 2 bucks and $1 for uh, children 10 years and up. Um, the thing is, 100% of the proceeds go right back to the place. And Annette, you know how this could be. The art club is actually setting this up, okay? So um, who knows what goes on in their creative minds for this. And I sent them a couple um, links of how to do of YouTube how-tos and uh, creating, you know, haunted type of things, um, Halloween haunted stuff. Annette, let's get into the history of Halloween right now. Well, the history of Halloween, actually, for uh, we pagans, we call it Samhain. And sometimes you hear it mispronounced as Samhain, but it's it's pronounced Samhain. And it was considered the Celtic New Year. It was the last harvest. Um, so, you know, we had a harvest of wheat and we had a harvest of fruits and vegetables. Now here we are harvesting in the last of everything, most of which is it's a time of slaughter of livestock. You know, this is all about preparing oneself for the coming winter. It's not You can't just, you know, go out and pluck something from the garden anymore um, or, you know, go out and just you know, grab a chicken from the coop. <laughs> you want to make sure that you have um, your finest animals kept alive during the winter and that they may reproduce in the spring again and provide another flock or herd, et cetera. But this is when you would take livestock that you know you're going to eat and uh, and have it slaughtered for the coming winter. It's all preparation for the dark half of the year. And typically the Celts would create large bonfires and lead that livestock through the, between the bonfires, um, kind of a purification by fire and smoke type of an idea. 
You know, we consider that the uh, this time of the year, the veil is thinnest between the realms of the living and the dead. So right. it's very easy for the souls of, depart- of the departed to co- revisit us. And for we pagans, um, we welcome the spirits to come, you know. We beckon to certain ones and welcome them into our home. We even have what they call the dumb supper. And this is where we all sit down to have a dinner or a feast, um, and we leave a place setting open and available for that person who's gone before us. So we would leave a plate and silverware and a cup and et cetera um, and put out food and all that. Um, what else can I tell you? As, oh, costumes. Um, you know, we dress in costumes still today. And that's all about trying to disguise oneself in something scary so that you kind of just blend in with the dead people. <laughs> that was the idea. Okay. Because lots of people didn't, you know, were afraid that the spirits might have some, oh, retribution or come back with some kind of a wrath. You know, if you didn't treat somebody right in the living life and they died, maybe they were going to come back on Samhain and, you know, get revenge or get even with you. So you put on a costume of something scary in order to blend in or be more scary than that thing that was might be coming after you. Uh, Jack Lantern, same kind of thing, you know. Um, some pumpkins were not, you know, pumpkins are the thing now, but turnips were used. Any hard little, you know, vegetable that you could hollow out and put a candle inside, or some kind of, you know, now we use these little fake lights, but put a candle inside, and that again was to meant to be hung or carried to frighten something away that you didn't want to be part of. Um, we, however, go ahead and, like I say. Uh, Pagans welcome the dead to come, and it's a time when we could want to speak with them. Maybe we'd use something like a Ouija board or a black mirror. Um, it's also a time of divination. You know, what's going to come in the next year? You know, show us a sign. Uh, one of the favorite things that I like to do is um, pour melted candle wax into cold, like a cup of cold water, and okay. then retrieve the shape when it's cooled. And examine the shape. What does it say to you? What is it a symbol of to you? Um, that kind of gives you some clues of what's to come for the coming year. So that's that's kind of a neat thing. It's very tactile, and you can hold it, and you can, you know, stick it on the shelf, and keep remembering that through the winter. You know, in the winter months, we're more trapped inside, and we don't have as much light. Our bodies aren't receiving those, you know, sun rays and vitamins and things that kind of give you that little bit more of a boost in the summertime. That joy of just the good weather. So we want to make sure that we're really using this time of the year to look inside and see what's going on with us. What what needs repair before we're all shut in with cabin fever? You know, do I need to release? Do I need to forgive? Do I need to work harder to get along with someone? Do I need to have more patience? You know, do I never, I never say no. I never say yes. Whatever the thing is, that you need to change about yourself, now is the time to kind of work on it because we've got some downtime, some quiet indoor stuff. So that's kind of where what, we are with Stalin, Ed. you got any questions for me? Yeah. What, where did the uh, – maybe you know this, maybe you don't. This may be just general history. Where did uh, ringing, the kids ringing the doorbells and saying trick-or-treat come from? Well, you know what? In, uh, in European um, – uh, it, ancient times, there were there were a lot of festivals actually where children would go door to door. Many happened at Yule, 
here at this harvest time. And it was all about being symbolic of the dead visiting. So if you send children who are dressed as the dead, let's say, um, a ghost or a skeleton or a devil or something, um, they go from house to house pretty much ringing the doorbell and saying, you know, do you accept us or don't you? Which is the same idea uh-huh. as trick-or-treat, you know, give us something yeah. good or we'll get you back. So it's a, that okay. choice that's being offered to the people, you know. Do you accept the dead or are you afraid and you repel us? It's very okay. symbolic. Trick-or-treating is all about symbols. <laughs> okay. And you have an anniversary on Halloween, which is a wedding anniversary. Ah, that's true. My wedding anniversary does fall on that one. <laughs> yeah, so I'll make sure somebody listens to the broadcast. Uh, <laughs> yeah, guys, guys oh, he's more hip than I am on it. He remembers quicker than I do. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um the the other thing is the day that follows Halloween is all things that's right. And yeah, a little history on that by any chance. That's one I'm throwing out at you that we didn't discuss. Do I have history on all things day? Yeah, what what does it actually mean? Well, you know what, I grew up Catholic. It's kind of a Christian thing. And it's really all about um you know, the time when we celebrate the saints, those people that we find that are pious, that we feel are elevated. Um, If I were going to celebrate that kind of a thing as a pagan, I think that my symbols would be more of um, those important folks who have passed before me, those Uh that um, I put on a high pedestal, you know, that I really, I work with, might be my guides, et cetera. I would honor them more. Also, Dia de los Muertos falls um, in these couple, two or three days, right around between the the 31st and November 2nd. And they believe that by honoring the dead, um, you know, honoring the ancestors of children on the first uh, festival day and then on everybody else, you know, other older people on on the second day of the festival. And it's during that time in Mexico when the monarch butterflies are migrating through and it's perfect timing that they both they believe that the the spirits of the souls that are traveling amongst them are um, upon the wings of the butterflies so that plays a big part and of course marigolds are everywhere you see these beautiful orange fluffy flowers um not only are they here with us in the midwest at this time of the year and really you know blossoms do strong but in mexico as well and those are used in plenty to decorate all the tombs and the, the grave sites. And they have sugar skulls, skulls that are made of sugar. And they're all decorated. And typically what you do there is you purchase these from the, oh, the local bakery or whatever. And, uh, you know, you have them uh, decorated to memorialize that person whose grave you're going to set it on. And, uh, you know, there's lots of festival and lighting of candles and people spend all night at the grave site. Yeah, I believe believe Mexico is very big on All Saints Day. Or is it all Halloween? Um, Well, in Mexico, it's it's all about Dia de los Muertos, which means the Day of the Dead. Okay. Yeah. And, of course, there are plenty of, you know, Catholic and Christian uh, people living in Mexico, of course. So yeah, absolutely, right. there would you know that all kind of ties together. You okay. know, you have your old traditional stuff, 
which would be Dia de los Muertos, and then you've got your more, you know, modern All Saints Day. So, mm-hmm. you know, and they all fall right there in the same two or three days. So, you know, you can kind of do what you want to do with those days. You can celebrate old tradition as well as keeping new ones alive. Okay, cool. Well, thank you yeah. for that information. Thank you, thank Absolutely. you. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> Everybody some, have a happy, uh, silent, safe silent. Uh Yeah, they should. Um, it, it, does, it does sucks when it comes on a weekday, though. You know, so um, <laughs> um, for the kids, for the adults, for whatever, uh, because, you know, just like that Spirit Fest, October 27th, uh, I, I, and as you said, the veil is thinner. That's why they're probably having it at this date. And um, I look forward to participating in it. There was a, uh article I came across. From MindReality.com, okay? And uh, they're also on Facebook. That's MindReality.com. I want to give them all the credit in the world for this. And it talked about envy. Now, when I say throw envy out to you, what the, what, how does that set in your head? Envy what is, the word you know, mean? I see something that, that I want and I, or something that someone else has that I desire. Did you ever consider it to be positive? Well, hmm. Typically, I think I think people would say no that it's not a positive thing. But I bet you're going to tell okay. me how it can't be. Yeah, let me get into that, and then we'll talk about jealousy, and you'll see the difference. Envy is a natural emotion urging you to strive to be more. It is the two-year-old child, and this should sit home with you. You should recognizes it is a two-year-old child yearning and urging herself to reach that doorknob which her big brother can reach there is nothing wrong with that there is nothing wrong with envy it is a motivator it is pure desire it gives birth to greatness jealousy on the other hand is a fear-driven emotion making one willing for the other to have less it is an emotion often based on bitterness it proceeds from anger and leads to anger, and it kills. Jealousy can kill. Anyone who's been in the jealous triangle knows that. Jealousy kills. Envy gives birth. Those who are envious will be given every opportunity to succeed in their own way. No one will be held back economically, politically, socially, not by reason of race, gender, or sexual orientation. Not by reason of birth, class, status, or age, nor for any reason at all. Discrimination for any reason will simply no longer be tolerated. And yes, there may still be the rich and the poor, but there will no longer be the starving and the destitute. You see that incentive won't be taken out of life, merely the desperation. And that came from the book, Conversation with God, book number two. So uh, what do you think now? You like that? Oh, very interesting. I mean, I totally agree with that. Uh, with that description, because, because you, got young, you got the young, you got the young one, and you got the older one at the house. And mm-hmm. uh, that's why I said it. It um, if you're looking at it that way about the younger one always trying to accomplish what the you know older one's doing. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, and then there's and that whole because, fact, you think you got to factor in of the older one, hey, this is my thing, quit trying to do it. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, so, uh, which just drives the younger one even more, I would imagine, right? Uh, yeah, yes, it does. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's the difference between the two, and it's something that, um, you know, yeah, you could be envious, but it could be a motivator, it could be a driving factor. And, yeah, uh, it's, it's desire to try something. Yeah, yeah. do for yourself and, what you have seen done. Yeah, and like in this description about the young one and the older one, the one thing I I personally would recommend to people, and Annette knows this because she's been around from day one, is you got to learn to walk. You got to learn to crawl before you can learn to walk and learn to walk before you can learn to run. And I've seen the major downfall of people when they think they could take off running. And usually what happens is they stumble. And the other thing I would recommend is don't look behind you. Don't look to the side of you. Always look straight ahead because that's the path you want to follow. If you look to the side of you to see who's around or what they're doing, or if you look behind you, in fear of who's coming, um, especially if you're looking behind you, you cannot advance forward at all. You will stumble. It's good to know what's going on around you, that's for sure. And use knowing what's going around you as a motivator to be different than what's out there and always raise your own bar on what you do. Um, and don't talk about it until you do it. Because if you talk about it before doing it, guess what? You may find others doing it. So uh, especially in the worlds that we wander in ourselves, and by that I'm not an eye. I got to say, come December, it'll be our seventh year where we could be one of the oldest shows still out here. And, uh, yeah, when we got it. Yeah, like, I told you, don't get that seven-year reach on me, though. And, uh, <laughs> I'm going we, to lucky 13. <laughs> okay. And um, we, you know, just like I said, um, we've learned by doing. We used to have a weekly show and an hour, an hour of show. I think Annette and I got bored with each other uh, <laughs> doing an hour show. Um, not a, not you know not even talking about the listeners. Um, so what we've done is, I think we got a good good way of doing it now. And the numbers that we hit with the last show, uh, I think shows that a lot of people agree to the way we do it. I love the fact that it goes to podcast. You don't have to listen to it right away, and that's where the biggest part of the listeners come. And that's why we keep it to the time frame we keep it. Um, for nobody gets bored, and you know we're not talking about um, you know you me. We're not talking about uh, you know what flowers you planted yesterday and what I'm going to plant tomorrow. Okay, <laughs> I want to tell the uh, I want well when we were having the hour show doing weekly, we you know you do get to uh, get to the point where like I said, um, and I don't listen to myself after I do this. That's pretty much it. Um, but I would also like to tell the people out there who are listening, the new app is on my website, 
called Psychic Chicago. It's a personal app of my own. And uh, it's at edwardshanahan.com. And because it's the Halloween season, there is also a free ghost tour on there that you can download. They has photos. A GPS will take you from your house to the very first stop on the tour. Um, and audio and photographs of each location. Um, 20, 20 locations. Um, you'll spend the whole day. It's on the southwest side of Chicago. It starts at Resurrection Cemetery. Takes you all around. Chesapeake Lounge. Monk's Castle. That's the name. Three out of 20 locations. And a lot of, and some locations that the bus tourists does, don't take you to. So uh, that's, a, that's a cool way to spend a good three to four hours, I would easily say, um, and for free, too. So anything you want to say in that or add to any of this? No, just I'm, people, you know, be careful out there. It's getting darker and darker earlier and earlier. So drive carefully, watch out for kids at Halloween, <laughs> and have a safe yeah. Halloween. Well, yeah, and I would also say check check your children's food, too. They can't eat it. Go through it. Oh, absolutely. Of course. Through. Yeah, yeah. Go through that bag uh, when they get home. So let me remind you. Oh, Annette, can I ask you a question? On our next okay. broadcast, okay? Um, well, number one, I sent you an email that you're going to want to look at, okay? Okay. That's all that. We're doing that. Okay. The other thing is, um, would you on the next show, maybe in two weeks, be interested in doing maybe tarot readings for maybe two callers or something like that? Sure. Uh, yeah, you haven't done that for almost a year now. And, it's been a while, uh, absolutely. Yeah, and just give the people an idea that um, Annette does do readings over the phone. She doesn't work through a service. She um, does it on her own. And uh, she's very good at it. Plus, she's the only reader that I would recommend when I can't make to a place. The only one. So, um, because she's that good. And she's been doing it for over 20 years. And, uh, so, yeah, maybe in two weeks we'll have another broadcast. What do you say? Sound good? Yeah. Okay. Well, you have a good anniversary. You have a good, crazy Saturday. I promise you I'd get you out of here earlier than later. <laughs> And it's about three minutes it. early. Yeah, it's about three minutes earlier, so I'm uh, keeping my promise. So, uh, listeners, until next time, thank you. Those coming out tomorrow night, we're going to have a blast raising the dead. And uh, now you be safe with your traveling and that because I do need you here. So, thank you. <laughs> thank <man>. you. Okay. <laughs> okay. Good night, all. Blessed be. Good night. Bye-bye. <laughs>